Yeah, Suns uh, lose a tough one to start a road trip yesterday in Milwaukee. They've got Charlotte on Wednesday. Could mark the arrival, the debut of Kevin Durant here to talk all things Suns basketball. Our very own uh, Kellen Olson from Arizona Sports joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Kellen, good morning. What's up? Morning, guys. Uh, Bick and I were both in agreement. Uh, the outcome of yesterday's game, all things considered, when you consider the late lead, the momentum shift, the fact that Giannis wasn't playing, bad loss for the Suns. Do you agree? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure I do. Interesting. Uh, yeah, was, I wasn't ready for that take, as you can tell by the voice, the, the noise <laughs> that I just made there. Goodness. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that that was one of those games that was difficult for them to get through at the start of it because it's an 11 a.m. start. Uh, they were just here on Friday night playing, and Milwaukee just really set a physical tone from the get-go. Mm. And I thought that the Suns matched it, which was which was really good. And and then in the third quarter, it, about three minutes into it, we were like, oh, okay, here we go. Like Milwaukee's going to be up 15 by the end of this, and the Suns are going to be in a really bad position. But then they were the ones who really pushed back, and like you guys said, really had the game in the, in their in their possession. And I think that's where you can get to what you guys were saying. I think the Suns went three and a half minutes without a field goal, yeah. and, and that's the position that's the position in the game where you really have to win games, but I, I mean, they traded a whole lot of what makes their roster special to get Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not on the team. Milwaukee is one of the deepest teams in the league right now, if not the deepest team in, in the league right now. So I, I don't necessarily buy that it was, it was a bad loss right. for them. I thought, I thought that they, I thought that they played well. Yeah, I'm. I, I think the end game sc- struggles and the the clutch time performance have me siding kind of more with Vinny's side of things. But again, I, I don't think any of this matters until KD takes the floor in this and this and that version of the Suns team can can kind of create an identity. Hopefully, gets them to the winner's circle. Let me ask you about the rotation in the bench and and the evolution of where this thing is going. Uh, clearly, this is not an easy process for Monty Williams to to whittle down um, guys he's had players he trusts new faces how is this thing going to shake out Gail? yeah i don't know but i I did not expect the fan base to be this riveted by it uh because if you go to my twitter yesterday you're either going to see people complaining about the loss like uh, to to your guys' extent in terms of how it was a bad loss or just asking where tj warren is it seems like tj warren is taking the role of dwayne washington jr who took the role of aaron holiday and and so on and so forth of the guy on the bench who, who fans think should be in there, and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now who agree with that sentiment. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how Terrence Ross gets into the mix with things because I thought on Friday he was pretty impressive with the way he was moving around the court with the effort and engagement that he was showing. And then on Sunday, the same mindset and the same effort and energy was there, but Milwaukee just really went at him defensively, and you saw – Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday really taking advantage of that. And there were some possessions in the second half where it felt like every single time down they were going at him. And, and he's the guy really off the bench who seems like he's in the position to be the sixth man. But if he's in a spot like that defensively where he's getting picked on, Monty brought him out a little early than he normally would, I think, in, in the first half specifically because he was struggling defensively. I thought that was Torrey Craig's best game in a couple of weeks. He, he was absolutely everywhere on the offensive glass. Defensively, it felt like his edge was really there. And then, of course, Josh Okogie is someone who will factor into this as either the fifth starter or the guy coming off the bench. And that's where you figure out the balance and things we saw end game how Terrence Ross and Damian Lee were out there when the Suns were going offense only. That's where people were asking again, where is TJ Warren? I think it's headed to more with spacing because that's the odd thing with TJ is that he hasn't been a good shooter 
this year, but he's a good scorer. He's not really that great of a defender. It's, it's tough to find him minutes specifically. And that's where Ish Wainwright has come to the conversation a lot, where, where he has continued to get minutes and fans have been eager to see TJ get them over Ish right now. But Ish just knows the system, knows how to defend in their lineups. And I think that was something that Monty even cited after TJ's debut is that he's got to pick up some things with how they rotate defensively. And, and that's the dynamic of this trade that makes it so interesting, right, that they've got 20 games to figure this out. If we were talking about this in, in training camp, I think we would have all – been assured that the TJ was going to get out there and, and other guys were going to get more time, but they've only got a certain amount of time here to figure things out. Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports Suns Insider, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Vic um, and I were talking earlier, too, and I know he's just back from an injury just two games into his return. Uh, campaign looks like he's going to be the backup point guard that is trusted by Monty Williams and this coaching staff for the third straight postseason. So far yesterday, obviously the results weren't there, and Chris Paul had to play 40 minutes in that game as a result uh not sustainable don't think it will be uh but do you think ultimately the suns will uh regret not upgrading their backup point guard spot i don't think so because the rotation that we're seeing is just not the rotation we're going to be seeing in the playoffs especially when kevin durant gets into the mix i i think that that entirely changes the dynamic of how you kind of put your team out there because the one thing that Suns fans were really hoping for last year was more of the stagger, meaning that when Devin Booker or Chris Paul comes out, one of them is still on the court, and now you can run a different version of the stagger where you can almost have two of those guys out there at the same time, meaning Kevin Durant in the mix in terms of those three players. So I think that in and of itself is going to help that position because you look at on-ball creativity, you look at the guy running the offense, that can be Kevin Durant in some stretches, and the guy who's been bringing the ball up to start the games for the last two has been Devin Booker. He's been running a lot of more point guard in the last two games. I think that's kind of a to what they're going to look for him to do more when Kevin Durant gets into the mix. I don't think it's a position that's ultimately going to matter too much for them, and I think that everything about their postseason fade is really going to be tied, not to their depth, but just how those big four play in particular, because when you get one more guy like Kevin Durant into that mix, I don't think that the 12, 14 minutes of campaign is going to play is ultimately going to matter too much. I think that maybe the first half event, like Terrence Ross, like we said, could factor in, but... It's going to come down to how those three guys play every night, and if they perform at the level that they should, then they're going to win a championship. But if they don't, that's where you can look at regrets. But you ask, like, what else could have gotten done? And you'd take Kevin Durant every scenario. Maybe the Bucks are a bad comp, but when you look at the team and the way they were able to put that game in a straight jacket defensively down the stretch, and you look at the their defensive-minded guys, whether it's Giannis, whether it's Bobby Portis or Brooke Lopez, you can do the dueling gambles, rattle them off. My question is this. It, it, defensively, we know Devin Booker's a good defensive player. We know Chris Paul has been a good defensive and Katie, but do you worry about them defensively being able to team that can lock down at that level when it matters the most? Uh, I don't think so, because I think that what they get with Kevin Durant coming in, I wrote about this on ArizonaSports.com last week, is that if Kevin Durant comes in and he gives them a secondary rim protector, which is something that they haven't had all year. Durant averages a block and a half a game. He's a very, very good defensive player. I think he's going to surprise people. When, when you think about defense, you think about the guy defending on the ball, but Durant is kind of in the Jay Crowder sense where he's a really – excellent team defender overall and I think that he's going to help their shape there a lot but more to your point Dan I I think less about their team defense and more about their individual defense now in the last 20 games because 
who is going to guard that guy that gets going. Like, for example, it was Drew Holiday last night or, or last afternoon, and we saw Chris Paul and Denver on, on consecutive possessions do a great job on Drew Holiday. Like, that, that's not going to be Mikel Bridges anymore. So is it going to be Torrey Craig, Josh Kogi? Durant, is it going to be Booker or Paul in some situations? I, I don't really know who it's going to be. We knew it was going to be Mikel Bridges every night. I'm, I'm less worried about them sort of having a defense that's good enough to win a championship. I think it's more so if their offense slides off, can their defense step up on some nights? I think, right. I think that's more what you're getting to, Dan. Yes. Like if yes. those types of games exactly. present themselves, can they play that kind of game? I think that's the DeAndre Ayton question more than any other DeAndre Ayton question with this team, to be honest, because we know about the rock fight in Game 4 against the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. That's when DeAndre played one of the best games in, in postseason history, in my opinion, with how dominant he was defensively in franchise history, I should say. He was he was spectacular. So I think that's more of a DeAndre question than anyone. Kellen Olsen, our guest. Uh, Kellen, before we let you go, Wednesday night, Charlotte, North Carolina. Is there any reason to believe that Kevin Durant won't be on the floor? I don't think so. Cassie Hubbard reported a lot of good information yesterday that the Suns essentially traveled to Charlotte yesterday right after the game. And they're going to have today and tomorrow to sort of take practice time, take five on five time, and get Kevin Durant that last little look in, in what's being what was defined as, as his final ramp up phase. I, I'm hoping there's not a final final ramp up phase, guys. That <laughs> yeah. this is just indeed the final ramp up phase because again, just hearing from DeAndre Ayton after the scrimmage that they had in Phoenix, it sounded like Kevin Durant was out there and that he was making a lot of things happen. So it seems like we're just about there. Yeah, good, Kellen. Great stuff as always. Thanks. Appreciate the time.